1: Uh, Mr. Jacobs thank you for joining us. Well thank you for having me. Okay so first things first The role of the chairman of the Democratic Party in New York State. This has got to be one of the most thankless jobs in the world because no one ever. I mean, the governor was kind enough to give you credit for flipping the New York State Senate. There were three Republican seats. The Democratic Party took control of the Senate. You have the governor's mansion. You have the assembly and you have the New York State Senate. And the governor of the state of New York was kind enough to say, Jay Jacobs, you're the guy that made that happen. But outside of the governor... The only real time you talk about the chairman of any party is when really cataclysm happens, when it's complete disaster, and you're like, oh, we need a new chairman. Very few people turn around and say, thank you, Mr. Chairman, for the wonderful work you've done. Uh, How do you explain the role of a chairman to Democrats across New York State?
2: Well, first of all, I think if you're in it for the credit, uh, you're going to be disappointed. (laughs) There you go. Right? Uh, But if you're in it, to try to make some positive change, to get some things done, then I think you you have to find your satisfaction in achieving that. So that's what I've done uh, over the long haul. You know, I've been the county chairman here down in Nassau County on Long Island uh, for going on almost 18 years, and I'm still the Nassau chair at the same time. I serve concurrently as the New York State Democratic chair. So, you know, I'm used to it. Uh, That's not um, what I'm driving for. I I really like to see... A select more Democrats, Democrats who are uh, committed to uh positive changes for the voters and and I think when you ask what it is that a Democratic chairman does, well, you know we've got to unite the party uh, we have to build an organization that uh, allows us to put uh, i'll call it troops in the field on election day, and you have to raise money to get the word out to persuade voters through mailings and t v and otherwise. Uh, that they should elect uh, Democrats. So there's a lot of the technical things of, of elections. And, and now I, I also work with the governor to to try to help navigate certain pieces of legislation at times, you know, with, uh, by explaining them uh, to uh, members of the uh, state legislatures uh, when, it, when it's necessary. So, you know, it, it's a multifaceted role. It's an exciting role, and I enjoy it.
1: Well, congratulations. Uh, Out here in uh, western New York, you know, when when you look at uh, the fact that your party has, you have your principles, you have your party platform, what does a a state chairman do when an elected official, you know, uh, whether it's a county executive or the governor, you know, whatever uh, elected official in your caucus in the state of New York, when they decide to go and pursue a policy that's outside of the platform, What is the role of the chairman at that point? I mean, you you obviously want to support the caucus. Uh, I think that, you know, the principles and the values of the Democratic Party stand on, they're pretty much black and white. There's really nothing outside of the box. But if an elected official decides to go down a road, uh, whether it be the Amazon situation or something where they're leaving the reservation a little bit, are those the, the times when the chairman kind of... You know, puts his hands in, on his head and says, well, "You know, you're almost wrangling cats at that point." Yeah,
2: well, I think I think that's a good point. But let's let's remember a couple of things. First of all, this is a, a really large state. We've got almost 20 million people in uh, New York State, 62 counties, many regions. You know, I, I once, when I first was the chair, I made the big mistake of referring to uh, downstate and upstate, and I boy did I hear about it. <laughs> right here in western new york and the north country uh, you name it you know i learned real quick we've got many regions and they've got their own priorities their own views of looking at things and what it takes to get elected in one region may not exactly be the same in another so uh, as the uh, state chair uh, i have to be measured in you know uh trying to uh Uh, ask for uniformity uh, on all fronts. Uh, You you can't do that. You have to have a bit of latitude. So that's the, the first thing. The second thing is when you feel or when I feel or any chair feels that an elected official or officials have really moved away from what will benefit the Democratic Party or what the Democratic Party stands for or what they were elected on, then, you know, you do pick up the phone, you do have a conversation. And and what's beneficial is if if you are a chair who leads an organization that has been very helpful and can be very helpful in electing Democrats, in other words, you get your meaning and your value through what you're able to provide, then those elected officials will listen to you. And certainly if. You've got uh, longstanding relationships that you've built over the years. You'll have more success. Uh, other times, uh, sometimes you can't find success, and you have to make a determination later whether it's important enough uh, to not be as helpful the next time around, or perhaps uh, you know, someone else may be looking at that position. Now, you know, We haven't gone down that road, and uh, I'm not, not there with anyone, but uh, I, those are the, the options that are on the table.
1: I am speaking with Jay Jacobs. He is the leader of the New York State Democratic Party. Uh, he is uh, from NASA County where he also serves as a chairman in uh, NASA County. And uh, we'll take your Republican lines at 8030930. The Democratic lines are at 644-9875. You know, sir, you were hand selected by President Barack Obama at the time. To be an at-large member of the DNC, which is a huge honor. So you have that national experience of the Democratic machine. But you also uh, were responsible for having Nassau County's county executive in, I think it was 2016, 2017, the first female Nassau County executive?
2: Right, twenty seventeen that we elected Laura Kahn.
1: So, so th- this is something that you know you understand that the party is moving towards more uh, diversity. There, there is no longer you know one of the the things we're seeing with the twenty twenty candidates is you know people want to see uh, people from different walks of life, different backgrounds take a, a swing at the president of the United States. You have right now. Uh, a, a U.S. senator from your state in your party that just announced her her uh, candidacy for president. Are, are you almost obligated at this point to just say my candidate is Senator Gillibrand, or are you in a position where you wait for maybe another New Yorker to throw their hat in the ring? What's your role as the chairman?
2: Well, I think that again, um, if if I was if I were not in the role of state chairman, I'd have a lot more. Uh, flexibility to do what you know I might want. Certainly, if I didn't have any role, you know, I could decide like anybody else would decide who you want to, uh, you know, send a check to, which campaign, and who you want to help support. Uh, I'm, I'm in this position, and I have to be uh, uh, prudent about it and measured. And we got it. We have to take a look at what's best for the whole state first and foremost. Uh, you know, I have to recommend uh, to the governor and to the legislature the date that we would like to hold the New York. Uh, state presidential primary uh, in 2020, and I have to take care of setting up the rules, um, overseeing the setting up of the rules for our delegate selection plan to the Democratic National Convention in 2020. So I have certain obligations, at least from the outset, to remain somewhat neutral, even if I tend to have a personal favorite, uh, which i at this moment do not
1: i mean for all we know at this point the governor could throw his hat in the ring and you don't want to be put in a position where you're already endorsing or promoting someone else
2: well of course that that's that's true too that's that's not the consideration i'm working off of right now because you know i i haven't had an indication he might do that but um certainly if the governor did choose to run he'd be a formidable candidate and I think he presents an awful lot of uh, benefits and advantages that are, are worth looking at for anybody, never mind uh, someone in my position. So I, I would just say to you that, you know, it, in the interim, while there is a lot of preparation work that has to be done uh, to get the New York State Democratic Party ready to do its part in helping in the selection process, I'm going to remain, uh, you know, neutral in the matter uh, until I feel that it's appropriate to do otherwise.
1: Well, you know, in, in any 2020, uh, in any presidential primary, uh, the Republicans dealt with this in 2016. You know, the primary is the the time to really energize the base. On the Republican side, candidates move far right. They go as conservative as they can. They want to energize that base. Uh, and then they become a little bit towards the middle when it comes to a national election. You're seeing the same thing happening on the 2020 front with the Democrats, where they're moving towards their base that's left of center, more progressive. We've heard the the the, the I guess the sobriquet of of liberal, progressive, whatever you identify, the modern Democratic Party, it's a party that, that, you know, you take great pride in your diversity, in the fact that you have all different types of opinions in the party, different ethnicities, religions, uh, sexualities, your LGBTQ uh, rights are very prominent on the party platform page. But when you start to see... the 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 new generation of Democrat coming in and you don't really have to worry about the national politics at the state level but there are some times where you're seeing Mayor de Blasio and Governor Cuomo there is some issues with some of these you know new rock stars coming into the party that are are pushing an agenda that you might be a hundred percent on board clean energy Uh, global warming, all of the things that are part of your party platform, but they're also, you know, we we can't just kill commerce in the state of New York. That's a really delicate balance for the chairman of the state, isn't it?
2: Well, I mean, you know, I believe you have to take a position on those things. I I, I don't try to walk the the tightrope, if you will, and I do take a position on those things. And I, I would... I would uh, differ in the sense uh, I take issue in the, with, with the statement you don't have to worry too much about the national politics. Well, it, the national politics, the national debate, does drive uh, not only turnout, but the persuasion efforts, even in state and local matters. So you, you would you'd note that when um, President Obama became particularly unpopular right after being elected over the health care issue, um, in two, that was in 2008 he was elected, began in 2009. In the 2009 o- elections, Across the country, and, and certainly in my county and in the state, Democrats uh, just had a, a terrible, terrible election day, and that also uh, followed through on the, the two, uh, 2010 when we lost the Congress. Um, you, you were able to see that. So the canary in the cage, so to speak, uh, 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 the cage, so to speak, was the um, uh, the tw- uh, 2009 election. Same thing happened to to Trump. You know, in in the post elections after his. Uh, 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 Becoming president. So the national stuff is important, but I believe uh, that, again, my, my job, the job of the Democratic Party, is to elect more Democrats. To elect more Democrats, the only way you do that, and you take a look at New York State with its diversity, is you take a look at the country. Um, and it, it is a it is a a game, if you will, of getting to two hundred and seventy electoral votes in this country, and that means appealing to voters in states that are not quite as progressive as some areas of new york state i won 't even say all of New York State because many areas of New york state uh, in, in the rural parts of upstate in particular have very different views uh, of, of what government should be doing and, and how it should be done.
1: It's, it's not an easy job. Jay Jacobs, I got to take a break. Uh, we're going to come right back to you. We'll also take some calls on the Republican line at eight zero three zero nine thirty. 930 The Democratic line is 644 We're going to take some calls after this. If you could be patient, we'll get right back to you, sir, and we appreciate your time. All right, we'll be back after this. It's hardline. We've got the Democratic Chairman of the State of New York, Jay Jacobs on. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to Hardline. We've got Jay Jacobs on the hotline. He is the Nassau County Democratic Chairman. He's also the state Democratic Chairman, and he makes his job super simplified. It's My job is to elect Democrats. I'm not going to get bogged down in the minutia of political parlor games and partisan positions. Let Democrats and Republicans fight it out. His job is just to keep New York State blue, elect Democrats wherever they are, and the state is diverse. It's got different regions. There's people that are pro-gun in some areas. There's people that are against guns in other areas. As long as they're Democrats, Jay Jacobs is happy. Is that pretty much where, where it stands? That's pretty close. I mean, they're... <laughs> I, mean I just be to simplify everything, but... Well, there it is. Hey, let's take some calls. Uh, we're going to go to the Democratic line. And uh, let's say here, uh, Tony in Clarence. Tony, you're on with the state Democratic chair, Jay Jacobs.
0: Yes, I'd like your opinion, Mr. Jacobs. President Trump has not appointed ambassadors to 18 countries. Is this a dangerous practice? These countries include Bolivia, Brazil, Chile, Egypt, Jordan, Libya. And, unbelievably, Mexico. Do you see the problem with that this is a problem? Because if we have problems in those countries, we have no uh, ambassadors that have been appointed.
1: Right. Tony, thanks for your call. You know, as we just stated that, you know, Mr. Jacobs is focused on the state of New York and Democrats. But if you want to take a stab at that, sir, go ahead.
2: Yeah, no, Tony, I'll just simply say to you, of course, that's a problem that's just one problem of many problems with trump's foreign policy and and i think there are a lot of other dangerous issues out there that that we've got to concern ourselves with but thank you for that
1: all right uh thank you uh for that call tony appreciate that uh let's go to uh john in rochester john go ahead you're on with the uh, state party chair of the democratic party mr jay jacobs
3: hey jay hey, hey dave uh uh, Jay, I'm a former Democrat. I left the party. I'm independent now, and uh, they just—they left me really with their policies over the years. But I'll tell you, you've got an easy job when you think about it. I could do your job. Uh, you, I, I think maybe conservatively, the Democrats out outpull the Republicans in the state by I think three to one enrollment or something like that. I mean, it's 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 it, it, an easy job. It's, it's 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 unbelievably easy, and and I'll tell you another thing.
1: Well, John, let me just hold you on that one because I don't want to give uh, Mr. Jacobs a chance to respond to that, sir. Go ahead.
2: Well, um, you know, if it's an easy job, I I, I sure haven't felt it yet, but <laughs> I, I will say this. you got to remember something. Your numbers are, are correct, but a very large number of people like yourself are unaffiliated, and uh, that makes up the balance, and in some areas, frankly, if you look at upstate New York, Republicans out, you know, outnumbered Democrats uh, dramatically. The, the focus of what you're looking at in terms of that numeric advantage is centered in New York City and while the answer is yes in New York City it's hard to even find a, a republican uh, you could look under park benches you can't find them but uh that doesn't mean that on Long Island for instance where I am i, I wouldn't say it's been, it's been an easy job because uh, republicans uh in Nassau County for instance outperform democrats in, in voting meaning they come out to the polls in greater number um, by far so we've had to actually uh, build campaigns that persuade uh the independents, the non unaffiliated and even some Republicans uh, in order to fashion victories that we fashion. So I'd have to disagree with you. I, I don't I don't think in the practicality of it, uh, that's correct.
1: Well done, Mr. Jacobs. Uh, John, in Rochester, if you want to stay on hold, uh, you can go ahead. We'll have another here a follow up. 803-0930 is the Republican line. 644-9875 is the Democratic line. We're going to take another break, Mr. Jacobs. When we come back, more Jay Jacobs, Democratic chair of the New York State uh, Democratic Party. And uh, we'll be back on Hardline right after this. Welcome back to Hardline. We've got the leader of the New York State Democratic Committee on the phone with us. It's Jay Jacobs. We're going to take your calls on the Democratic line at 644-9875. 875 on the Republican line. It's eight zero three zero nine thirty. 930 We are asking you to keep the question short because we've got a lot of people on hold and we want to be fair to Mr. Jacobs as well. Let's go to Frank on the Democratic line. Uh, Frank in Niagara Falls, you are on with Mr. Jay Jacobs. Go ahead, sir.
4: You know, I've been a Democrat my whole life, born and, born and raised in western New York. But I, but I spent years out west uh, and in SoCal. Where, where I witnessed uh, real progressives at work in politics, and I noticed the difference. As soon as I moved back to western New York to do some good, you know, uh, what I found is a real disappointment. As soon as I crossed the New York border, my cell phone bill went up $5 due to taxes and fees. Now, I'm not voting for Republicans, but New York Democrats got some real problems. You know, high taxes and tolls, But what the heck are we getting for our hard-earned dollars? You know, come to Niagara Falls, New York, and witness the horror. You know, the the governor found money to put slippery walkway stones around the Misty Falls. Okay. But the roads, sidewalks, alleyways, you know, look like they've been bombed in Baghdad.
1: All right, Frank, let me me put you on. uh, uh, Jay, that's an argument that people have. New York State, 20 million people. The taxes, the tolls, uh, you know, what is the uh, response to the quality of life and the taxation in New York? Yeah,
2: well, there's no question that New York State and its citizens are are overtaxed. It's a high-tax state. Uh, a lot of the cost infrastructure of not just government but living here in New York uh, is higher. Uh, you know, some of the states out west, uh, 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 was it Frank, was it uh, mentioned? Yes, um uh that frank mentioned understand those are states where populations are moving to property values are increasing there are a lot more resources going to those states the other thing you should know is new york state is one of the few states that delivers more money to the federal government than it gets back in return that's not the same for for most of those western states who get an awful lot of money back um you know you take a look at Uh, The cost of living in New York, it's extremely higher than in some of the other states. And some of these other states that do have low taxes now find themselves in situations where uh, people are complaining, particularly, for instance, teachers and, and the parents who send their children to the schools of teachers who are so dramatically underpaid that the quality of those schools are not at the same level. Now, it's true. You know, you have to remember something. Those states also, their infrastructure was built far more recently, you know, our infrastructure—we're an older state, meaning our state has been populated for much longer than those other states have been at, at the density and numbers that we are. uh... You know, we have in Long Island, for instance, Levittown is the oldest uh, suburb in the country, and you know, we we suffer from the fact that we have an aging infrastructure and, that creates more costs and requires uh, be it tolls or other methods to pay down our debt that said all of that being said we have to do a lot better job with the mismanagement that occurs throughout government at all levels you know the governor is fighting to take over the mta and change the way uh, it spends money it's completely inefficient there are a lot of inefficiencies in, in the system And uh, systems as they are, you know, they fight back. It's not so easy to to make the changes. But, you know, we're trying and we're we're doing, uh, I think we are making progress, but uh, maybe not fast enough.
1: That's uh, Jay Jacobs. He's the leader of the New York uh, Democratic Committee. Let's go to the Republican line and Edwina in Newfane. You're on with Jay Jacobs, the leader of the New York Democratic Committee. Go ahead.
0: Good morning. Uh, Mr. Jacobs, uh, I agree with the previous caller that you have one of the easiest jacks living here in New York State. But I wouldn't put it really down as a big accomplishment because of the fact that you have so many people that are exiting New York State and going to other states. Uh, You have a number of problems here. A lot of it is due to the bad corruption. But the point is this. I notice that there is a difference when you're running people for office, the Democratic line versus the Republican line. Now, Gillibrand, first of all, she stated that she wasn't going to run for president. She lied about that. But the second thing is, I didn't see the Democratic Party say anything when she addressed a group. Uh, they were predominantly African-American, and her potty mouth kept saying the F word. I didn't hear the Democratic I didn't hear you, for that matter, or anyone on from the Democratic committee criticize that. Okay. And another thing, the other woman that's in Congress that just got elected, where she had used that that kind of language too in front of her 12 year old son.
1: Right. You're you're top, that that's from another state, but Edwina, let, let me just get. Uh well, oh, let, let me get the chairman's uh, comment on that, and because a lot of that, again, we're talking to the leader of the New York State Democratic Committee, uh, elected officials, uh, you know, the business acumen in, in New York, and and all the other responsibilities there. Not sure how much you know responsibility we could put on on the leader of the Democratic Party for elected officials in Minnesota and, and elsewhere. But as far as I think it's fair to say that we are more divisive. Uh, there are people that are fired up that are getting into politics, and sometimes, you know, people get out of control sometimes.
2: Well, you know, Edwin, I, I, I have to agree with you. Um, not on the part where you say my job is so easy. Uh, that I disagree. Right. But uh, I will have to agree with you that I, I don't like it when any political figure, no matter what the party, uh, uses four-letter words. I think that political figures and elected officials have to uh, hold themselves up to a higher standard. Uh, I will tell you in my personal life, I, I am the same. I don't use four letter words. Uh, people that work with me, I i have a private business. That's how I earn my living. I don't make any money in politics at all. Um, but even in the political world, uh, it, it is rare, if ever, that anyone has heard me use a four letter word. So I, I, I would uh, have to say to any of these elected officials a democrat or or not uh... that you know that's just not the way i think we inspire people and that's a big part of what your job is when you're in offices like this you need to inspire people to support the initiatives that you want to see uh, advanced. And if you're doing that, I, I think uh, you- you're-, you're quite right. And, you know, I'm sure, uh, Edwina, that you-, you don't like it any better, and you're probably very much uh, angry with President Trump when he uses those same words and does those same kinds of things and makes those same statements. So I'm sure that you and I see eye to eye on that, and uh, I appreciate your comment.
1: All right, uh, let's go to the uh, Republican line 8030930. The Democratic line is 6449. Let's go to Kevin and Pendleton. Kevin, you're on with the leader of the New York State Democratic Committee, Mr. Jay Jacobs.
2: All right, quickly here, Mr. Jacobs. Here's the reality into why the Democrats made a clean sweep of New York State Assembly and state and even nationally. And by the way, this will give credibility to the statement that all politics is local. First, begin with registered independents like myself and even some registered Republicans and Democrats either didn't vote at all or voted with their feet by leaving this state. And in closing, sir, under your watch, you're going to witness something in the next coming months. There's a grain movement advocating for home rule, not separation of the state, but home rule. And,
3: and I'll, I'll be saying that um, if that doesn't work, then um, God help New York State. Thank you.
1: All right. Uh, what do you have to say about the the people that are leaving New York State? This is a real problem, and whether or not it's you know climate related or people that just retire and want to move down south, many people are are stating that it's the cost of of living. Those people have to be replaced. Uh, we're losing you know almost what a congressional district every census.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. I I think um, I think it's a function. Uh, Uh, of the high cost. Look, you know, uh, there's no question that climate is a factor for many people, particularly retirees, but you're not going to leave because of climate. I think that New York offers so many magnificent uh advantages in terms of its natural beauty and and the diversity of of its, its landscape and, and and the places you can live here from Long Island to to the north country and and all across so I, i'm not going to you know you, you know, use the old cop out and say well it's the climate uh that well, although that may be a, a factor as i said for some retirees it's really the cost of living and the fact that uh, people can't can in many areas get a good job that that provides a decent living uh... here and a, a part of that is that you know manufacturing uh... you know has has left the state as it has left in many other states uh... across the uh... across the country uh... you know i remember when i thought of rochester i thought of you know kodak uh, for for many years and uh... you know they're gone for the most part now they're gone So you know it, it, there are a lot of economic factors that play into this too so, some are the fault of politicians like when we lose amazon that was looking to bring in Twenty-five thousand to forty thousand workers to Long Island City, uh, you know, in Queens, New York. Um, that's a mess up on the part of politicians, and uh, we need to try to fix that. And I think that was a mistake. But on the the other end of it, um, I, I do think we need to do more, as the governor has tried to do, promoting business in Upstate New York. The way that you you encourage people to come into the state is uh, through jobs. And jobs uh, get created by business. And so you've got to create a strong business environment, uh, welcoming business, so that they come into New York State. And we have been making some progress in turning that around. Um, yes, we, we, we have lost a congressional seat. We're likely to lose another congressional st- uh, seat. But um, I will tell you that uh, I, I think economics is the is the question, and we have to work hard at trying to keep the cost down best we can.
1: Thank you uh, very much, caller. Let's go to John in Rochester. You're on with the leader of the New York State Democratic Committee. Go ahead, John.
3: Hey Jay, I, I got this follow up question for you. Just you have another huge advantage. When I say you, the Democrats, but another huge advantage, the media. Justin Rochester, the Democrat and Chronicle is really a leftist. Uh, both on a national scale and a local scale, reporters. But uh, Buffalo News also, not so much in local but national, they use the Washington Post and New York Times. uh, And, and of course, the New York Times itself. The media is unbelievably biased to the left, and that's a huge advantage for you. Wouldn't you agree?
2: Well, you know, I I, I hear that from time to time, and of course, on the Democratic side, people point to Fox and the advantage that that Fox has and how many people listen to Fox. And and on the Democratic side, people who listen to Fox, they they would say, just as you say, that their reporting is is, um, really not fair. So, you know, I think the media generally uh, has become a problem in the sense that people uh, don't believe in it anymore. They've lost credibility. You know, where you can say, make a statement, and I'm not disagreeing with it, I'm just uh, reporting it, that the New York Times... You know, or the Washington Post, are are biased and, and unfair. And, of course, their editorial pages being, you know, one thing that they uh, every, have every right to give their opinion on, as does Fox or anybody else, as long as you say it's your opinion. But in the news reporting itself, they shouldn't be viewed by you or anybody else as being biased or unfair, and though they are, so I think we we need to do something about that. I I remember back in the day when you know you'd watch CBS News, for instance, and you had Walter Cronkite, and if Walter Cronkite said it, you knew he was giving you a balanced view of things. Um, Lyndon Johnson basically said that that they lost the Vietnam War because uh, it came to a point where Walter Cronkite you know uh, went out and said that this war was wrong, and people all across Middle America had to believe him. Uh, because he just had that kind of credibility. We need to get back to a a time in the news media where uh, news, perhaps, isn't viewed as being driven by business and ad revenue, and it's being driven instead by, you know, the uh, desire to be fair and and balanced and give people the facts they need in a a democracy to make uh, informed decisions. So Uh, I'm not going to take issue with you. I mean, I I may not agree with the specifics of it uh, all, and I certainly don't know enough and haven't read enough in in, in the Rochester or Buffalo Papers, but uh, I will take a look at it. And I'd say to you that, you know, I think it's uh, the advantage we have uh, more than any of that, however, is in the advantage uh, in our ideas. And I, I think that for the most part, not in every part of the state, of course, but for the most part, that's what's been driving some of the success uh, that we have uh, but uh look, I'm sure everybody can point to other factors um when when I lose an election, I sure hope I'll have something else to Point to other
1: than well listen you know mr jacobs i have never met you and uh i got to give you a tremendous amount of respect for first of all taking some of these really challenging questions hitting them head on and doing it with a lot of uh, honor and integrity you, you didn't wiggle out of anything you uh bulldozed right through it i don't know if you're if if you're doing this across the state but i i think the democrats are well served having a man of your uh, uh your character uh, leading their party you, you 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 showed a lot of integrity today
2: well, you know, I think the key thing here is, I've always believed this, you may not agree with the other side, but you always have to respect them. And uh, and you have to understand, try to understand their view and where they're coming from, and don't discount it immediately. And I think that's how all of us together can have um, uh, an honest and civil discourse on issues that are really very important. But we have to remember we're all Americans. We all want the best for our country and the people in it. And we may disagree on the way to get there, but that doesn't make us bad people on either side. And if we can sit down and talk to each other, I think we can, as a nation, make a lot of progress. So that's what I'm trying to do.
1: Well, and I appreciate that. I think that's one of the things that really upset a lot of people in Western New York is when Governor Cuomo made the this, this statement that if you're pro life, pro gun, conservative, that you don't have a, a, a place in the state of New York. And, you know, I think if he could have that back, do you think he would take it back?
2: Well, you know, I'm not going to speak for the governor. And, and, you know, sometimes, you know, you say things and. In, in, in the campaign mode, if you will, or, or what have you, that you, you might want to revisit at times. All, all I can say to you is, um, you know, I know he respects the people in upstate New York. He and I have talked about,
1: um, and again, I use that generic upstate. Don't get me in trouble. <laughs> know that, um, just, just call them wings and you're good to go. Sorry? <laughs> just say wings, not chicken wings, and you're good to go here.
2: That's right. That's right. i got to come up there for some. But I, I'll tell you that uh, I know that... Um, you know, it really is something of importance to him. I know that he feels we need to do more, and uh, and uh, again, there are people suffering, whether it's the opioid crisis or or economic uh, declines or whatever it may be that we need to deal with. And I and I do believe he's committed to doing that.
1: Well, listen, uh, Mr. Jacobs, I hope to have you back on the program. We do disagree on many things, uh, but I I really appreciate the example that you set. Uh, I'm very impressed, and I appreciate you you taking time out and, and taking these tough questions.
2: Well, thanks for having me, and I look forward to coming again.
1: All right. I appreciate that. That is the leader of the New York State Democratic Committee. Uh, Jay Jacobs, thank you so much for your time, sir. That wraps up this episode of Hardline. We'll be back next week with more hot topics. We're going to have some candidates in some local offices on both sides. We'll have a Democrat-Republican. We're also going to visit a sheriff's race out in Orleans County. That's coming up. We'll have uh, both candidates for sheriff in Orleans County coming up. And uh, we'll just have uh, as much politics. That's what Sunday is all about on in Buffalo on uh, News Radio 930. WBEN Hardline is all about politics. And coming up next is Meet the Press. All star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time?